Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 655, July 20th, 2021. It was 102 degrees on this day in 1901, 51 degrees in 1950, and uh, that was before Aquaside's time. So uh, you were swimming in weeds and muck and algae, which is exactly what Aquaside can prevent in your swimming area, and there's a lot of swimming left this summer. No need to let weeds overtake your lake shore. Call Aquaside today. They'll help identify your weed problem. I bet they're busy this year, man, with this weather. And make sure your place looks great all summer long. That's a White Bear Lake Company. You can call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. Then pretty soon the package arrives. You throw those pellets in the lake and bing, bang, boom, you got gin-colored water. Ooh. And you see that rippled sand on the bottom and the weeds are gone. That's right. Our friends at Aquaside. That's right. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. So last week, Richard Branson of Virgin Atlantic, he went into space. Rocket Man. And today... It was Jeff Bezos who went into space on his own rocket. He thanked uh, Amazon customers and employees because he said, you paid for it. Yeah, he did. And that, uh, they, <laughs> pa- they, they paid mightily for it. Wasn't that just like a little pat on the head, you know? Uh, it was an 11-minute trip. Now, what, what's your take on this, boys? Ooh, 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 pick me, pick me. Pick you, me. you in the back. This is <clears throat> a bunch of rich guys having a you-know-what swinging contest. All right. <laughs> That's what this is, in my opinion. Kenny? This is evil genius. This is the beginning of the end. Aren't there three of them actually involved wow. in this contest? Uh, there's somebody else, yeah. Oh, yeah. Other guy? Uh, the uh, no, um, no, this Tesla is, is guy. The, the Tesla uh, the, Elon, Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Elon Musk. This is three guys yeah. that plan on taking over the world and ruling all of us. Well, they pretty much already do. Johnny Height? Yeah. I, uh, I hadn't uh, given it a whole lot of thought. I confess, yeah, and 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 don't. I'm kind of ambivalent. Well, there's two ways to look at way this. It. It's either yeah. a blank swinging contest, mm-hmm. uh-huh. or or we're seeing the modern day Henry Ford and Lewis Chevrolet and William Durant and the Wright brothers. Uh, in the case of uh, Ford and Chevro- uh, Lewis Chevrolet, who was a racer for Buick, and then William Durant brought him on board. Uh, at the founding of General Motors in 1911, Uh, they were in their sheds in their backyard trying to figure out how to bring automobiles to the masses. All right? No, 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 no. Those guys were getting their hands dirty. Right. These these are zillionaires with too much time and money on their hands. Well, yeah, because they didn't do any of this. Well, I'm not not – it's their money. They can do what they want. Yeah, let's get that established. Well, again, there's care. there's two ways to look at it. That they were they've simply exhausted ways to spend their fortunes. They've just exhausted yeah, so. it. Yeah. So they they've decided to take up space travel. But, okay, there's that view. Uh, the Wright brothers. Oh no, man can't fly. Well, the Wright brothers proved them wrong in that little jaunt. That that first jaunt of the Wright brothers at Kitty Hawk was the equivalent of this 11 minute trip. But here's what needs to be remembered. 
Eh. <laughs> no, we've already been to the moon. Well, That's we've not been to, we've been flying to, in space for sixty years. They they have done nothing novel here except one thing. They believe that there is a market to take civilians into space. And, no. and that's what they're up to, Tour- yeah. space tourism. Well, that's, but it's yeah. only going to apply to the 1% no, that but, can afford it. No, but just think, just think, if you let your mind go and your imagination go, you know, 50 years from now, uh, one of the we- venues for a wedding might be in space. So everybody gets on the rocket ship and goes up in space and has the wedding. Hey, get Grandma on the Jello. Let's maybe, go here. Maybe there'll be <laughs> hotels in space. Now, the only uh, problem I have, it's not a problem, what? There's nothing to see. There's it's space. Well, you get to see Earth. You can see Earth. Big deal. <laughs> right. That's I it. I can see Earth from a hill. There's no reason to be in space. Uh, Isn't that anti-GL? Well, no, I think I'm providing the GL. I'm saying, I'm providing the GL way to look at this, which is maybe we're witnessing the pioneers who intend to make space travel as routine and as affordable as airline travel is today. So, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll bite on that hook. This is the beginning of the Jetsons, then. Uh, basically, sure. So is it the beginning of colonizing space, too? Well, I don't know where you'd colonize. You'd have to colonize mm-hmm. space with... Floating cities. With, yeah. yeah, with stuff you haul up there and let it flow huh. around. I, I believe so. Awful. I believe we're witnessing a pioneering effort. There's, we're running out of frontiers. Here's my fear. We've talked about this at length in the past, and just recently the government released classified materials regarding UFOs, et cetera, et cetera, and how we're seeing more and more of them. And we have pontificated here on GL that maybe we as earthlings and the earth is just the equivalent of a big anthill on the edge of your yard, right? Right. And you just ignore it. It's not doing any harm over there until it starts spreading into your yard and heading to your house and your shed and whatnot. This, I believe, these three clowns are the equivalent of that anthill migrating (laughs) into the yard, and now we're going to see more and more UFOs, and uh, there's a pretty good chance we're just going to be eliminated out of the galaxy here within the next couple of days. (laughs) Why why would them going 66 miles into space, like going to the corner? What, what? I'm telling you, when I see that big anthill encroaching, you know what I do? I park my zero turn on it, and I sit there for about a minute blowing all those ants all to hell. And when I pull away, it's gone. No, no sign of them. You, and you, that's what you, they're going to do to you us. You have a terribly uncharitable view of this. This is, uh, yeah. this is well, a terrible you know, view of this. You know, when the yeah. evil genius thing struck me this morning when they showed Mission Control... And they're all wearing the same creepy James Bond villain <laughs> uniform. And they had cowboy and you hats see them, on. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then you see them out in public, and they're wearing that crossover cowboy hat Indiana Jones thing. And it's like, what in the hell am I watching? But they're here? facing no resentment. They're facing no, that, that I'm aware of, from real no. astronauts. They're facing no resentment from NASA. I have yet to read anybody who said, you're a bunch of dilettantes. We have to train for years to do this. But I wonder if that's part because of how much trouble NASA's in financially, saying that, well, maybe these guys could help us, mm-hmm. right? I guess. Although there was a great tweet, I don't know if you guys saw it, where someone said, 
Imagine a because uh, what what did she get? What did she walk away with? Was it fifty billion? Ooh. The ex Mrs. Oh, Bezos. Whatever. Yeah. Imagine getting fifty billion and the ex leaves Earth. Yeah. <laughs> as a settlement. <laughs> I thought that was great. And, and that old gal, uh, what was she? Eighty-two or three? 82. She was. Yeah, she was a qualified astronaut yeah. during her day. Yep. This was the youngest person and the oldest person in space. The eighteen-year-old uh, uh, kid from the Netherlands and the eighty-two-year-old female aviation pioneer from Texas. Uh, they went off in the Blue Origin, and uh, I, I think that, uh, well, the capsule was fully automated. There was no need for trained staff or the, for the quick up-and-down flight. It lasted 10 minutes. Uh, Virgin, Branson's Virgin Galactic needed two pilots to operate. Did you see the interior of the uh, head of this thing, no. as I'm going to call it? No. No. Uh, the the interior of it resembles something that James Bond uh, is in making love to the femme fatale at the very end of every James Bond movie. Yeah, it, it looks like the interior, you know, cushions and couches and velvet curtains and champagne and the whole deal. I, I want to give that woman her due. What's her name? It's a, a cool name. Uh, Dude's is it name. Wally or Fuzzy Wally. or Wally or Jimmy? Fuzzy. Billy. It's a, it's a really cool Fuzzy. name. <laughs> Sharing um, Bezos' dream come true adventure was Wally Funk from the oh, Dallas yeah. area. Yeah. Wally. One of 13 yeah. female pilots who went through the same test as NASA's all-male astronaut corps in the early 60s but never made it into space. Uh, and now she finally has. And she said, I want to go again. And I want to go faster. And uh, I think we're witnessing... I don't know. Why don't we just take the the, the GL view that we're witnessing something uh, extraordinarily groundbreaking, which is merely to take civilians in space. Now, mm -hmm. until that becomes, you know, a fifty buck ride, I don't know who they. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who their client base is. Rich people. Well, you're going to run out of billionaires to go to space. Well, the, yeah. So then it turns into you want to go to space. And, nah, we just did that last we, week. We did that. So, again, for me personally, it holds no interest. I have no desire to get into a rocket ship and go up in space. Well, the reason I, I said what I said is you did notice the design of the Bezos it rocket. It looked just like a swimsuit area. <laughs> exactly like one. Yeah. Like, well, hey, look, like at mine's bigger. You, yeah. It, it looks like something you keep in the bottom drawer next to the bed with a lock on it. <laughs> wow. You charge okay, it up then. every other day. Is that thing to work every, every other day in charge of that. <laughs> yeah. Well used. Yeah. Just a, t a tool in the arsenal. They had to know that, right? They had to know the design would be the source of ridicule. Like she's They Batman. had to know. Yes, had to. But maybe that has something to do with the aerodynamic demands of what they were up oh, to. Okay, I, yeah, well, I'm sure I, that's exactly what? what it was. <laughs> I'm trying to see this as a... Uh, uh, as a moment of pioneering exploration, even though they didn't do anything. They went up, rolled around free of gravity for a couple minutes, and then they fired their boosters, came back down, parachutes landed. I don't see how a magical wand could be aer aerodynamically, whatever I'm trying to say, perfect. <laughs> I don't. I mean, it's a big round head. The last time that, because the, the, the Branson okay, thing kid, didn't do much for me either, but... <laughs> The last time that something like this was impressive was the Red Bull guy that jumped out of the hot air balloon. Yeah, I don't think he's been the same since. What do you mean? I think he, I think he went nuts. Really? Well, I don't know. I shouldn't say that. 
I, no, I, the I, why do you get this then? I don't know. I don't know what the deal is here. Uh, we don't know that. <laughs> no, Chris, I, I hate to correct you, but the last impressive thing for me was the if you think you can fly guy, the guy that weighed 400 pounds that tried to do a slam dunk yeah. by jumping off that tiny baby trampoline, and he flew about six inches in the air and did a face plant on the mat. The best oh, part that about guy, that, too. That was the one for me. When he hit, when he when he jumped on the trampoline, I'm pretty sure his feet hit the ground. He bottomed out. Yeah. 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 Well, we're uh, talking about this, fellas, because I was severely chastised in an email about two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is, I don't want you guys to get chastised, but it's Bezos. Bezos. I've always said Bezos, and I got an email that... uh, well, it wasn't very nice. Well, what was it way. from his mom or something? Yeah, what, who, who, the hell was, who would be that fella, offended that we mispronounced his name? A fellow who was quite offended by my pronunciation. Well, that's too bad for him. <laughs> Say, it's Bezos. Bezos and his fellow Blue Origin <laughs> astronauts were shuttled from their training center to the New Shepard launch pad in another vehicle that the Amazon founder helped bring to fruition. The four-door SUV is an all-electric Rivian RIS that's technically from the future because it doesn't exist yet. It's not on sale yet. Uh, He has taken part, uh, Bezos, Amazon has taken part in several funding rounds for the startup automaker valued in the billions, primarily so it can build zero emissions delivery vans for the Amazon Prime service. So they're coming up with this fleet of these uh, vehicles. It's a the IRS is a premium midsize SUV that will have a starting price of seventy grand, and a range of three hundred miles per charge, when deliveries begin later this year. Uh, the Rivian RIT and RIS are equipped with four individual motors that allow them to perform a tank turn on slippery surfaces. I don't know what that means. Rivian was expected to start producing RIT pickup versions of the vehicle this month, but has been delayed. Uh, the first deliveries until at least September due to ongoing semiconductor shortage affecting the auto industry. Uh, The Blue Origins Rivian connection isn't the only one of its kind in commercial space-faring field. SpaceX uses Tesla Model X SUVs to transport its astronauts to their ships, both companies being controlled by Elon is it Elon Musk? Mm-hmm. I don't want to get in trouble with somebody. <laughs> I believe it's that guy Elon. Will send you an email. <laughs> yeah. I'm watching uh, one of the pickups right here do the uh, tank turns. Mm-hmm. All that means is it sits in one position on a slippery yeah. uh, whatever, and it just turns in place. It's pretty cool. To, it oh, never okay. moves. I yeah. get you. That's pretty sweet. Uh, Jeff notes, if we're all forced to buy and drive only cars that are electric, shouldn't the space agency be forced to blast off into space using only electric rocket engines? I think that'll be coming. If these guys are going to continue to put their money where their mouth is and they think they're experimenting with electric vehicles to save the Earth, it's a little axiomatic that they use fuel, uh, petroleum-based fuel, to leave Earth. Yep. So, So what will be coming, I think, I think the future will be uh, $128 space flights to venues in space, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, the rocket engines will be solar. So or, you're or saying, electric. hey, you want to go up to space and see Mars play Jupiter in basketball? Yeah, it's gonna be like I'm, that I'm not, I, I, that's what humans do. We're, you just don't stop progressing. That's true. Yeah. So they're they're. You, you can look at it as two egomaniacs who have so much money they literally don't know what to do with it. So That's they what said, this is, yes. So they, they said, let's go to space. I see it as uh, they're pioneering an effort that I, 
or a demand, I don't know that it exists, for for typical people to go into space. But I guess for today's deal, it, you said 11 minutes, right? Yeah. BFD. Yeah. I mean, someone's going to get on a plane and fly to Rochester, and that's going to take longer at MSP. I think the analogy with the Wright brothers is wrong because I better look at that. Space flight has existed for sixty years minimum, not counting the launching of satellites and things of that nature. That preceded the sixty-year flight of. Uh, I think today was the anniversary of the moon landing, wasn't it? Uh, the Apollo. Yes, and that's yes. why Bezos chose this date to go. So it, yeah. it, it's not analogous to say they pioneered the first flight into space. Uh, what they did do, uh, Branson and Bezos, ha- have become the first civilians to build their own craft and take fellow civilians into space. That's what they did. Huh. Now, whether that's going to be a thing in the future, I predict it will be. I don't know why. The day will be coming when the Mets and the Cardinals will have a game in space. That's going to happen if baseball <laughs> well, survives. They're already going to play at Dream of Field, or what is it called? Field, Field of, of Dreams. Dreams. Field of Dreams. Is that yeah. this weekend? Um, no. Oh. It's in August. Okay. Did you, any of you guys watch it live? No. I did not. No. no I, did I, was, not. I watched it live, and I was really, really worried that there was going to be an issue. I had my fingers crossed. Uh, you know, I, were you I just, thinking what challenger type issue? Is that yeah, what you're thinking? The whole nation really? watching this thing untest. Has it been tested? I thought it's it been oh, many times. Many times. He's used it. Yeah, several. So times. it's been sent up alone. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So I, I guess if he does start taking passengers up, he can go with the uh, 100% safety uh, guarantee rating. So far, right? so far, so far. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So completely unrelated. I looked up the flight time from MSP to Rochester just to make sure because I don't want to get an email. I couldn't find a time. Minutes. But get this: there are direct direct flights, and there's also one stop flights. What? Where are you going to stop? Where? Yeah. Hey, we're going to stop in Hastings. <laughs> Where do you stop? Somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you fly up to Duluth and or then Oat- turn around. I think Oat- well, Faribault has an airport, but it's not big enough. I don't know. I just found that amusing. Hey, one stop. <laughs> it doesn't help either that Bezos shaves his head because he looks like uh, yeah. uh, the Michael yeah. Myers character in uh, Doctor oh, Dr. Evil. Evil. Dr. Evil. He does look yeah. like Dr. Yeah. Evil. Well, congratulations to them. I'm, I'm going to choose to not take the cynical road. It's rare. It is. But I, I, it, <laughs> I admire what Will Steger has done, even though I completely disagree with him on climate change. What are you talking about? He brought the ice to the fair. Yeah, and he put it in the yard and, and said, see? I said, well, you know. Will Steger's well, a, a modern mountain man. It's uh, you know, it's August. Will I think the ice will melt? You know, <laughs> Will Steger has done what very, very few people have right, done. Right, right. It, it's, it's pretty cool. Okay, then now Bezos and Branson can say the same thing. We just did what very few people have done, and the only people who have done it are uh, funded by the government. What's next, though? That's I mean, a good he, question. Uh, his th- this train he's on, this high he's on, this is going to crash. And he's going to be uh, end up being pretty depressed, like Meriwether Lewis after the uh, trip out to the West Coast. I mean, after that, there was nothing. He did it all. Okay, this if, is the acme, the peak. The if top. they if they went sixty six miles this time, what's next? Eighty six miles, and what would the difference be? <laughs> did they both yeah. fly to the same height? 
I think Bezos went 10 miles higher than Branson. Exactly. It's a you-know-what contest. Mine is bigger than yours. Exactly. And look, I'm going to make mine a swimsuit area. It flies into space. (laughs) Well, let me me see this. Uh, They did name it after the uh, uh, Alan Shepard. It was the, the Blue Origins. That's not what Johnny told me earlier. John, didn't they have, they had a band reference, I thought. <laughs> Blue Origins, New Shepherd Rocket. Uh, does it say, I don't know. Okay, Blue Origin reached an altitude of 66 miles, more than 10 miles higher than Branson's July 11th ride. Branson's got to be feeling the fool. Huh? He's, he's really down now. Branson's down. Yeah. His yeah. dauber's down. Yeah. Damn it, we were beat by 10 feet. Well, and then Elon Musk is going to beat it by 15 miles or I, whatever. I, uh, I, there's a lot going on out there. I, don't I would know rather about. see these. I'd like to see these three get in a cage match and just beat the hell out of each other. That'd be more interesting. And they're all getting this uh, uh, train of thought on social media. Oh, there are so many better ways you could spend your money. Oh, God. Yeah. It's their How money. Much? And 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 we don't stop progressing as human beings. We don't no. stop. Plus, how much do they give to charity? How many people do they employ? Yeah. Just shut up with that yeah. nonsense. Well, that didn't come up, including what Bezos pays in taxes. That was a, a common theme, along with yeah. The, uh, but the even money that's spent. complicated as hell. I mean, he's he's not completely off the hook for taxes. Mm-hmm. Say, uh, during the summer, my wife, daughter, and I go to different events where I set up and let people use antique tools and items like running wet towels through a hand-cranked ringer, drilling holes in a board with a brace, or drive nails in wooden blocks. Kids enjoy doing these things and learn a little bit about what life was like before modern conveniences. We knew we would get back late on Sunday, so Friday my wife took a Grunhofer's Town Ball meatloaf out of the freezer and let it thaw completely in the refrigerator. Sunday morning, I put a little water in our crock pot and put in a crock pot liner. Then I plopped the meatloaf out of the foil pan into the liner, set the heat on how, uh, set the heat on low for five hours, and came home to a perfectly cooked Grunhofer's meatloaf warming oh. in the crock pot. I've I never... don't think we will ever make meatloaf in the oven again. Good luck, Chris. I've never done the meatloaf in the crock pot. Yeah. Well, you, he's Because I like the crispy top, but yeah. I but that's interesting. I might have to try that next he, time. He's a town ball meatloaf, of course, from Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo and also in Forest Lake, where you can register to win a new Weber grill. The Forest Lake store is open for the brats, the burgers, the steaks, the whole lineup. You know the lineup. And uh, it's right across the street from a quick trip on Highway 97, which is also 208th Street. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats is right on the corner. And then back down south on the Highway of Love, Highway 61, the original Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats is at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. Hey guys, it's Reavers here for my friends at Everest Men's Health. Let me ask you a question. Have you experienced any of the following? Maybe a lack of energy, a decrease in strength, enjoyment of life, libido, or have you also had a strong feeling of sleepiness after dinner? Well, a couple of weeks ago, I was having some of those same feelings and I finally decided to do something about it. And now's the time for you to do something about it as well. It does not matter where you fall on the spectrum of men's health. The time is right now to come into Everest and take the first steps toward realizing your best health possible. Whether it's signs of low testosterone, 
prone to other deficiencies, they examine every area important to a man's health, which allows them to develop an easy-to-follow plan that will ensure your success. Everest provides a wonderful, comfortable environment. It's not intimidating like other medical clinics. The staff is wonderful and caring, and they can be your doctor for all your health needs and will refer you to a specialist if needed. Guys, the time is now to take those first steps to a better you. Go to EverestMensHealth.com to schedule an appointment. And to celebrate the opening of their third location in Egan, you can call today to schedule your $30 testosterone test during the month of July at any of their three locations in Woodbury, Plymouth, and now in Egan. Again, go online to EverestMensHealth.com and take the first steps to a better you. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. Get them while you can. Once again, the sun came up today. DK Mags, they swung open the doors at 10 a.m., but they're always open 24 hours a day, in fact, at dkmags.com. Seems that Second Amendment items under a sale 24 hours a day, too. That's why a trip to the website and a follow-up to the store on Old 8 in New Brighton is definitely worth your while if you're thinking about a firearms or accessories purchase. DK Mags, they have an ample selection of new and used uh, uh, firearms on hand from tiny little purse units to long guns and what's not in the store can be ordered if in fact it's available and answering questions and assisting customers that's what the DK Mags crew does the best they can also assist with gunsmith issues if you're not comfortable or qualified to work on your own I've actually used them a few times for that they do a dandy job firearms accessories ammunition dkmags.com and Monticello Pawn and Gun, my shops of choice and worth checking out. A shop for GLers, run by GLers, dkmags.com. Uh, Boys, if yes, I may, Joe, can yes, I interject something? Yes. I, Chris, Chris, in the last segment, said uh, he was looking up flights from uh, the Twin Cities to Rochester. Yeah, right? MSP. He said, he's, yeah, yeah, he said one of them had a stop somewhere. Yeah. So I, I looked for that because I thought, that's odd. It's only, you know, 75 miles to Rochester or whatever. Right. I wonder if Chris maybe was looking flights from the Twin Cities to Rochester, New York. I bet that's the case, John. <laughs> Chris. Uh, <laughs> Chris, you are so awesome, dude. <laughs> he says, no, remember what he said? Where do you stop, Hastings? Yeah, there's an airport in Hastings. <laughs> well, there's one in Faribault. I think Oatana has one, too. Could it handle a commercial jet? <laughs> no. Probably not. <laughs> well, John, I think you might be right. <laughs> I think it's interesting, though, that John was the only one curious enough to check up on this. The rest of us are just, do, 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 do. okay, whatever you say, Reavers. Uh, yeah, John's and we got to right. be more careful. We're getting too much wrong. ROC. ROC. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with many emailers who find it depressing that we keep talking about John Thompson, and I'm, I'm more than willing to let that go, but there's some other things that keep getting discovered. That are fascinating. Well, plus, this is a huge story. I, I happen to believe it is. But to me, again, what re- he, these allegations of, of uh, domestic abuse are horrific and uh, need to be resolved more privately than, than government action. What, what requires government action is literally getting to the bottom of whether this guy was fraudulently elected. Mm-hmm. So the whole question of election integrity is in play here. And yes, I've been sent by a couple of people uh, videos of Jane Prince of the St. Paul City Council back in uh, October of 2020 or whenever, uh, giving rousing endorsements to Thompson and how he's a great voice for the people. And obviously, no one vetted the guy. No one. Mm-mm. No one. 
And and but here a uh, couple of things. This is from Dan. A couple of things continue to really bug me about the whole Thompson ordeal and the domestic abuse cases are overshadowing any further action. The DFL must be thankful that domestic abuse accusations have drawn attention from the election integrity issues. Last week, you kept mentioning that the House Ethics Committee must act, which they should. But the fact remains, I have no doubt uh, what John Thompson did with his license and lying about his residence is criminal. He needs to be prosecuted. Uh, the court history raised last August shows a pattern of dishonesty and a tolerance for lawbreaking that I find breathtaking. It's public information. Anyone can look at it. Yet no one bothered to do even the most basic vetting. Here are the trends I see. Uh, Thompson does not respect laws, and he mostly fails to appear when cited. As such, he mostly does not pay his fines, $1,858 outstanding. He previously has been convicted of missing plates, so we should know better. With regularity, he gives an address that was a lie on the moving violations. Uh, and we've now seen in the countless audio and video clips that he never takes responsibility for anything, is quick to deflect his actions and blame someone else, and seems to get into altercations with a lot of people. Uh, and then uh, Daniel supplied me with the public records that are available. For example, 2006, case number 82, T506, 18734, residents of St. Paul convicted, pled to disorderly conduct. $382 fine, not paid. Uh, 2011, case number 62, VB11-9114-2287, residents of Superior, Wisconsin, operating unregistered vehicle without plates on public streets, $260 fine, not paid. And this goes on and on and on. There, But there's something even better that's come out of the woodwork. Not better, but more telling. Longtime listener and member of the Royal Order of the 21st year. This is from... Uh, uh, Joe and St. Paul, really Brian and Fargo. As I listen to the discussion surrounding John Thompson and whether he is a resident in his district, a key item has been missed by all of us. According to his response to the uh, driving while black traffic stop, I believe he stated that he did not furnish his address on his candidate application form for the state house due to security concerns. Remember, after he Hugo, said he, yeah. he, after his uh, right. behavior in Hugo, he was receiving threats. And and he said, that's why I'm not uh, I'm scratching out my address. There's a real problem with that. He filed to run June 2nd. That's the date you must file to run for the Minnesota House. OK, June 2nd, 2020. The incident in Hugo was Saturday, August 15th. Oh, my God. Oh, good catch. Well, thanks to uh, Jim or Brian from Fargo. Brian. Or Jim. From and then I looked it up, uh, how to run for office in Minnesota. And it has all the dates. Uh, Minnesota Senate, June 2nd. Minnesota House, June 2nd. Holy cow. A quick look at the calendar would show the flaw in Mr. Thompson's historical recollection and justification for not filling in his address on the candidate form. Keep up the good work, Brian. Isn't that something? Wow. We all bought it, too. We all bought it. Because well, yep. yeah, it, it not made sense, but you could follow the but the timeline that he laid out. Holy cow, we none of us caught that. Good catch, Brian. So if he was scratching out an address, he was scratching out an address on June second, which would suggest to me that he knew just enough to know he wasn't a resident of the district he was running in. Or did someone tell him that? I don't know. Because he doesn't. Well, I'm not going to go down that road. But that's amazing. <laughs> It was more than two months later. 
that the, the Hugo that he went happened. bananas in Hugo, and then he began using that as the excuse. Once this uh, traffic stop has led to all these other revelations about him, that's when he began saying, "Well, I I, I didn't give an address because I was fearful from the threats yeah. I was getting." No, you, that's that has to be a lie. And one more thing that we should point out is I think some of the jailers are either conflicted as what our stance is on being stopped for not uh, no front license plate. Mm-hmm. I'm, I was in favor of it, given the time of day. Mm-hmm. And that's why he was stopped, because it was 1.30 in the morning, because Jordy sent this just a couple of minutes ago. Uh, this is from Dateline Rochester. An Iota, how do we pronounce that? Iota. 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 Uh, Iota. An Iota woman is facing felony drug charges after a traffic stop. A cracked window and dark tint led police to arrest a woman on felony drug charges. Teresa Wilcox, 37, of Iota, is facing charges of third-degree possession of a controlled substance, driving after revocation, and driving with a cracked windshield after being stopped in downtown Rochester. Authorities say a marijuana pipe was visible when police made the stop before she handed over another pipe from her pocket. Two baggies of meth were also found in her purse, Was she said. racially profiled? She was a white woman. I see. Uh, do you know how Timothy McVeigh got discovered? I the guy who yeah, blew up the I Oklahoma? Do. Traffic stop. License plate. Traffic yeah, stop. Something yeah. like that. I did not it's know a plate that. plate or a tab or, mm-hmm. or equipment violation, something along mm-hmm. the, those lines. You know. And the trooper then discovered the cache of guns and ammo and you name it. I'm, I'm amazed that, that that trooper is alive. So what do you make of the fact that John Thompson and his lawyer keep saying he's never been convicted of these things in a court, yet we have police reports from 2003 um, where there's statements written down from his then girlfriend, now wife, that, you know, he threatens her every six to eight weeks. Mm-hmm. She was fr- he gave her a concussion, punches her in the face, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What do you make of all of that, Such? Are, are you sticking with the innocent until proven guilty in court, or are you buying these police um, statements, these police reports? I'm buying the police reports. Yeah. They... It's true that he hasn't been convicted, but the reports are, I have to believe, are valid. Have you seen any of the vile Facebook posts that him and his wife have exchanged? No. They've been floating around and Alpha Alpha News have made available? I have not. I don't do Uh, Facebook. uh, Well, Alpha has made them available, and you can find them by going on their website. They're... Pretty, uh, pretty, pretty vile. Um, those two going a- after each other and him threatening her, and you know the name calling and uh, et cetera, et cetera. It's certainly not behavior becoming of somebody who sits in office. And I know you don't do the what aboutism. Mm-hmm. We and our, I should say we don't do that on this show. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people are also pointing to the Keith Ellison situation before you know he was named the attorney right, general, which also gets ignored. Which situation was that? Where he was accused of domestic oh, violence. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And somebody surfaced video, photos. There's videotape. There's, yeah. I saw photos. I, there might be video too, but I did see the photos, and they are quite um, quite disturbing. But taken together, all of these discoveries indicate that he is not fit to hold office. No. 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 But I, let's put it this way. He's not fit to be a lawmaker. That's what he is. Right. House members and Senate are lawmakers. You really want this guy making laws when he has shown an utter disregard for the law? Oh, no. He's continuing to insist he's not resigning. 
Right. And and Walls keeps sticking to his and, guns, and too. And Walls continues yeah. to say, you should resign. You, you absolutely should. So, again, as we're recording right now, uh, although you could quickly go to the Channel 5 site, if, sure. it's, if it's breaking that he resigns, we would have it. But as of this moment, I don't think he has any intention of resigning. Well, maybe I should share this email with you just to add more information to yeah. the John Thompson story. This came to us yesterday afternoon at about 4 o'clock from Gordon, and it's addressed to Joe, subject line Thompson. He's a loose cannon. Look at the Hugo deal about burning down the town. Yeah, we. Yeah, we. Um, did that guy just tune the, in? I, I think wonder. he listened to his first show maybe yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Thank the you, though, House, Gordon. <laughs> the House Ethics Committee, made up of two Democrats and two Republicans, could recommend expulsion to the full chamber, which would require two thirds vote. Leadership could also remove Thompson from the DFL caucus and strip him of committee positions and staff. My question is, what? are we waiting for? Mm -hmm. What is the holdup here? Mm -hmm. And have we even brought up the fact that he is facing a, uh, a hearing coming up on Friday regarding um, calling this other lawmaker a racist? Right, that's a- an have ethics. Have we even brought that up? That's yeah. part of an ethics investigation. Yeah, yeah we have brought up it up. this Friday. We have brought it up. John, you can get the name of that guy. Oh, uh, it, legislator? Yeah. It's Eric Lacero from, yeah, Eric Lacero. from yeah. Dayton. Yeah, and I don't know why uh, on the floor. I don't know why Thompson decided to call him a racist. I don't well, know. But that's his that's his go-to, it's, Joe. Yeah. It, it was I his mean, spur of the spouted, moment. He spouted that to the police officer right away mm -hmm, on yeah. his his uh, police on his stop. Well, don't you think there's three things that seem obvious about him? He doesn't tell the truth a lot. Uh he Obviously, is a very angry human being, mm -hmm. uh, and he will not take any responsibility no, for anything for that, that he does, whether it's good or bad. Well, bad. If it's bad, he will not. Right. So, I mean, that's your legislator, huh? <laughs> he was a darling of his district, I was uh, hearing Jane Prince say, and, and uh, she well, couldn't makes... have been more hopeful for his leadership and his yeah. strong public speaking and... Uh, what the hell, Jane? You you lost points with me. I was clinging to the belief that Jane was a. But was it possible that she she also just didn't know and was fed this? How could you not know about Hugo? Well, that, how could you not here. know? I'm trying. This makes like that guy that tried to give us that car door uh, look like a a gem, doesn't it? What? What was he? Yeah, John Strominger. Car door, fender, it was a mirror, Kenny. Hood or something. Yeah, a decorated a mirror. mirror. He was wondering if we could. <laughs> Anybody interested in a mirror I got here? Yeah, Boy, yeah since I, I'm I talking to Garage enough. Logic, yeah. I got a mirror. Well, you know what? And that just proves our point. If you, what's if you're a Republican, what's the point of running when this criminal can get voted in? Yeah. yeah. Well, the Republicans did nothing to help John Stroman. Right. Nothing. Right. They just threw that race away. They just conceded it. Yep. And they happen to have conceded it to a guy who now has been discovered to be so problematic that he shouldn't be a legislator. And if ever there was a, a race that you could might possibly win, it would have been that one. Mm-hmm. Not with John, not with our buddy John. No, he was a, a good man who was a, just over a tad in over his head there. He was in in the deep water. Yeah.
I can't believe uh, Tim Bloom did this, but he's got a back-to-school sale going Wait. at EcoFund. No. What? Keep uh, keep talking about our fine friends at EcoFund. Uh, you made it. You aired. Uh, I need to find that email right now. I aired in what? Well, Joe, see, the thing is, Tim isn't having a back-to-school back to school sale and uh well what does this say it says right here here we go <clears throat> this was sent to me at 1003 we're we're clicking on all cylinders today by oh, the way <laughs> this was sent to me at 1003 uh, a.m. this past sunday from our buddy tim bloom at ecofun hey reeves i just listened to thursday and friday's podcast and I have no idea where joe came up with a back to school ad this early so i'm thinking he may have gotten an email I sent last August or September. Knowing Joe and technology, maybe his computer brought up unread emails and he assumed that they were new. The big thing is scooters and e-bikes have gone up a lot in price. They start at $12.99 and electric bikes at $15.99. Feel free to surprise Joe with this or make it a good joke. Everyone always loves a good laugh at Joe's expense. Hope you have a great rest of the weekend. Love the show, Tim. Tim, I'm sorry. I got this from the salespeople. Joe, is there a date on there? Because uh, I just saw uh, Yeah, I'd like to hire Joe Souchere to do endorsements <laughs> for my uh, company. Hey, uh, uh, Such- I'm willing to pay top dollar. Uh, I just saw that on the top. It says uh, 2020. Uh, never mind then, huh? There's, there's no, oh, God. There's no back to school sale, but still great Pintelli e bikes. This rates up with. Doesn't this rate up with you guys reporting on a golf uh, deal yeah. that was over? Well, no, no, that was the uh, the Masters. We gave oh. a, we were calling the results from the previous year. Yeah, <laughs> there was a weather delay, and when we looked up, we didn't realize they were playing last year's. Oh, golly. Such, you are a gem. EcoFun Motorsports, downtown Forest Lake. You're gonna love the store, despite my BS. They're just great people. Tim Bloom and his daughter are experts on the uh, e-bikes, and they've got them in stock, and also the. Uh, Full line of Yamaha products, youth recreational oh. equipment, helmets, apparel, service. EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. Hey, GLers, if you're looking to improve the water quality in your home, then trust my friends at Hofferman Water. They are your local independent water treatment dealer, and they have been serving Minnesotans for nearly 50 years, and they understand the unique problems that Minnesota water brings. They are also an independent and authorized Connecticut dealer, so whether you're looking to soften, filter, or you just want your water to taste better, they will help make your water worry-free. I'm a prime example. I went with the Connecticut system a couple of years ago. I have the S. 650 system inside my home it made an absolute world of difference it improved everything your 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 dishes your your laundry your showers everything inside your home gets better with Connecticut and my friends at Hofferman Water if you already have a water treatment system in your home well they can help you with service and repairs they specialize in Connecticut products but service many other major brands too they can also help with salt delivery filter changes parts repairs and more give them a shout today you can call them at 612-895-2440 for a free water analysis and estimate, or just check them out online at HoffermanWater.com, and please let them know that Garage Logic sent you. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. Reavers, I'm going to sit here and wait for the biggest fanfare you can possibly find, so uh, get, get on it, buddy. I want a fanfare. Wow. 
didn't take long. You Welcome ask back. And you shall receive. Welcome back to the coffee grounds from Eau Claire. And thank you, Chris. And what I love about the coffeegrounds.com, no matter where you are on God's green earth right now, the best coffee beans in the whole wide world, they're available for you to order and receive by mail by just going to the coffeegrounds.com. We even have our own blends, of course. Uh, I'm partial to the uh, Kick Fanny Krabby Coffee Shop blend. They also have the GL blend. That's a little smoother. The Spoon Lake blend. I, I like to think of that as an afternoon blend. And then, of course, the best decaf ever roasted, Johnny Height, uh, Johnny Height Guitar blend. You can all order it all online and have it shipped right to your door. I've been to the shop in Eau Claire. Oh, my goodness. There's nothing. You know what? Walk, you're going to need at least a couple of hundred bucks and two hours because there's a lot to see and do and buy in there, including beer, cheese, cigars, uh, wildflower honey, you name it, you can find it at the Coffee Grounds, plus a good home-cooked hot meal. The Coffee Grounds just north of 94 on Southtown Drive off 93, super easy to find, everything you need, you need in life right there. And order your coffee, no matter where you are in the world, from thecoffeegrounds.com. Joe, uh, before you continue, may I have about 45 seconds? Sure. Ross Berkman had long dreamed of attending the Masters. His dream was coming true. He was about to get on a plane and head east to attend the practice round at Augusta National today with three friends. Then, yes, it actually happened, his dog, Sierra, ate his tickets. Oh. No way. John, I must make an admission before you continue the story. Yes. We've been watching last year's Par 3 contest and commenting on it because <laughs> really? this year's has been canceled due to rain. Severe weather. Yeah. You're home of sports talk, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thanks for that look at sports. <laughs> Especially because Arnie's been dead for uh, six months, hasn't he? I mean, this guy here is dead. Oh, yeah, we, were, we were talking about how Arnie was hospitalized two weeks ago, and now he's playing. Looking pretty good. You know, that'll just remind me, don't ever put ESPN Classic on in there when you guys are doing a show. No. Look at this game. Holy cow. When did Mickey Mantle come back? <laughs> the really funny part is we had five people about ten minutes ago. Uh, watching with rapt attention yeah, yeah. to what was yeah, going on. We were watching it with you. Yeah. Little fact, we know, I'm so turn it off. <laughs> Why is it even on? So just knowing things have changed a yeah. lot over the last few right. years. Okay, we, I think we need a, a, an addendum to this commentary about John Strominger. John Strominger was the Republican candidate who ran against John Thompson. And, of course, we were rooting for him. And we had an interview with him that turned out to be playful and fun because John had no political background whatsoever. No. And, and uh, was, you know, even arguing or debating whether he should have yard signs and things of that nature. But if you stop to think about it, if the Republicans would have helped him at all, he, he might have been able to beat Thompson. And then wouldn't you have a much better guy in the legislature oh, than yes. John Thompson? Yes. 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 Okay, but so, you're right. The Republican Party didn't do him any favors whatsoever. Well, he didn't come to help him. Right. Uh, I, have a, I have gotten to know a guy named Paul Langenfeld. And I want uh, GLers, if they're interested, to look him up. L-A-N-G-E-N-F-E-L-D, Langenfeld. He's running for mayor of St. Paul. Okay. He's got a really strong background in foundation work and charitable work, and he's an interesting guy. And he's going to officially register as a candidate for mayor on Tuesday morning, July 27th. He says, I tend to be the best dressed and first in line. He's very sincere. And uh, 
he is a mayoral candidate for peace and prosperity, and his, his slogan is Paul for St. Paul. And he asks every St. Paul resident one simple question. You feel safer now than you did four years ago. Wow. And if he gets support, if he gets some help, he'd have a chance. He's a very credible guy. And if you don't feel safer than you did four years ago, you're going to be voting for Paul Langenfeld. What's is, you said his background is what business foundations what is, and uh, charitable work and work for veterans and uh, well what St Paul resident would say yes to that question I can't imagine they would I can't imagine they would but we'll have more about Langenfeld as the summer wears on how many cabinet members do you think he'll have as the mayor of St Paul well that's one thing I would like to ask him will you please reduce it from you know twenty two down to three you think he would I don't know okay we need to find that out. Uh, Joe, I still I was... can't believe that your current mayor, the son of a police officer, is such a snowflake. Mm-hmm. How did that happen? Mm-hmm. Certainly haven't heard a word from him about Thompson, have we? No. No. Hi, Joe and the crew. I was out walking on Sunday and was listening to the July 16th, 2021 podcast. Joe, I'm approximately your age. I served in the Marine Corps from 1969 to 1973. At one point, you made reference to John Thompson as a fruitcake. Someone on your staff said uh, you shouldn't use the, the words to describe Mr. Thompson. You or one of the staff then began tossing out words or phrases to describe Thompson. One of the words was jarhead. Mr. Thompson is not a jarhead. Oh, jarhead right. is slang for a Marine, and Marines don't take offense to being called a jarhead by fellow Marines, but I do take offense when someone of John Thompson's character is called a jarhead. We need to keep pushing back. Have a great day. Just one more thing. I went to Valley Fair with my boys and their families a couple of years ago. They wanted to know why I wasn't interested in going on the rides. I was assigned to F-4 Phantoms in the Marine Corps and received multiple adventures in the rear seat of an F-4. Valley Fair equals boring. Thanks, and I enjoy the podcast. You guys can call me a jarhead, but John Thompson hasn't earned the right to be called a jarhead. That's a correct uh, a, a correction from a Marine. Such, did we say jarhead? Because I remember you saying jughead. That's what I'm... I, yeah, that's what I, I said. said jar, I, but I might have said jarhead, too. Okay. All right. Okay. And, and Don writes, uh, reaching out to us from uh, Iowa, Joe, please help me in my admonishment of Mr. Olson, a.k.a. the Hick. I feel like I can call him that. I feel like I can call him that because I live here in the sticks of Iowa. My issue with Kenny is that for some time he has made comments to the effect, what has Ilhan Omar done for her constituents? He said it again yesterday in regards to John Thompson. What favors has he done for his district? I believe that this is the mindset that continues to pull our society further away from moral and ethical integrity. What can my politician do for me? Socrates and Plato warned that a democracy will collapse when the elected officials are not interested in doing what's right, but rather what will get them reelected. I believe a prevailing topic the left continues to run on is to absolve people from their continued poor decision-making. If politicians continue to take away the consequences for our decisions, good or bad, our entire society will fail. Pushing back is no longer a simple request, but a requirement for the continued success of our nation. I think I understand what he means. I'm not sure I do. Explain to Uh, me. Instead of constituents, it should be all all of the state. Yeah, I'm not sure. I under, of, I'm not sure I understand, Don. You're gonna have to email me Paul? again. I, I think what we mean when we say it, because I joined Kenny in saying it is, uh, uh, Ilhan has no interest in her district. 
John Thompson has no interest in the district. He has he he was full of himself and puffing out his chest that he's a state representative, but he has no plans to improve the lives of uh, and the businesses and the health and the economic well-being of District 67A, just as Ilhan Omar has no plans to improve the 5th Congressional District in Minneapolis for in terms of its economic vitality and, and health and welfare. No, Ilhan is, has the dark star approach. Right. What can this section do for me? Right, right. So I don't know, Don, if I if we follow you on that, but I, I love your sentiments. But I, I think that it's important that uh, Ilhan Omar do something for her constituents. Uh, just as I, well, I didn't ever have any hope that Thompson would, would accomplish anything. Do you think Ms. Omar is really concerned about the rising crime rate in no, that district? No, I don't. You I don't, don't at okay. all. No. Got it. No. Who is the guy that did so much for the uh, Iron Range? Am I thinking Obastar or... Somebody else up there, and I think he's uh, gone on to greener pastures. But I, I know they they just loved him up there. They got he got him a highway or a bridge or some something up on the range north of north of. He uh, brought Duluth. the bacon home, huh? Yeah, yeah, and he was loved for that. I wish I remembered his name. Well, that's important to know uh, because he might have been involved in the development of Giants Ridge. Really? Yeah. I, Home of the two best public golf courses in the one of the two best in the country, not to mention Minnesota, the legend in the quarry, the greatest value in Minnesota golf. Uh, great summer deal. 37 hole special. You play both courses, the legend and the quarry, on the same day. Lunch on them in between rounds. 160 bucks plus tax on weekdays and $175 plus tax on weekends. But it's more than golf. It's a beautiful, beautiful retreat into some of the most scenic nature uh, in Minnesota, plus water recreation, hiking and biking, the newest and largest lift-served mountain bike park in the Midwest. You can view 3D course flyovers of the legend in the quarry at GiantsRidge.com. You can learn more or book tee times online at GiantsRidge.com or by calling 218-865-8030. Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here once again for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. And as you've been hearing over the course of the last couple of months, Josh asks you one simple question, and that's always, do you know what you own? You see, Josh's clients, they always know what they own. And Josh has found that most people that he meets with every single day, well, they don't. They absolutely have no idea. Josh has also seen retirement portfolios that have a big percentage in bonds. And there are real instances of people paying more in commissions and fees than they can possibly make on the rate of return that those bonds currently yield. So Josh begs of you, know what you own. And you'll hear from Mr. Money Talk later today here in Garage Logic to give you a specialized report on the goings-on in the market today. Trust is often overused, and it's even harder to find. Please, you can take it from me that you can trust Josh. So give him a call today for that free 48-minute financial consultation, and you do so by calling 952 925-5608. Once again, that's 952-925-5608 for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. Truth, Justice, and the Souchere. The one-man band? Oh, Johnny, I saw Dylan tweet that the album is about to drop, or did it drop? Uh, 
No, there's what did I a, see on a new single. A new single. That's what it was. I retweeted yeah. that. That's what it is. Okay. Yeah. He's uh, yeah, Dylan Reese is putting out a single one a month. And oh, then cool. The album will drop at the end of the but year. But all the instruments you hear were, will be your kid. Correct. Right. Uh, Dylan Height plays all the, the right. music parts. And Here wrote is most of the music. So. Here is John Height. Thanks, Joe. One sports note, the National Basketball Association has approved an initial sale of the Timberwolves to Mark Lore and Alex Rodriguez, sources confirming that the sale was made final Tuesday morning. Lauren Rodriguez will join owner Glenn Taylor's ownership group as part of an anticipated succession plan that includes a two-and-a-half-year pathway to control. The partnership of Rodriguez and Lauren has been trying to make a deal on the franchise with Taylor since earlier this year. Rodriguez, of course, currently an, an uh, analyst on Baseball Tonight on ESPN and a former Major League Baseball player, and Lore is the former CEO of Walmart. My, my favorite part of the story, and I don't know if you guys picked up on this, Johnny, you probably did because I know you you monitor this type of thing like I do, but the fact that Rodriguez, A-Rod, is an ESPN employee, mm-hmm. ESPN yeah. got mad at him because John Krasinski, locally, who works for The Athletic, is the one that broke the story. <laughs> and uh, ESPN yes. was not happy with A-Rod because of that. <laughs> well, do you think In A-Rod's the- a news-breaking reporter? No, but they said, could you have given it to one of our NBA reporters that you were going to buy a freaking team in the league? I think it's great because I love it when ESPN gets mad. (laughs) Uh, In news, the remains of a missing St. Paul man have been found at Lake Superior. This is a sordid story. The Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension said the remains of 34-year-old Richard Anthony Balsimo were found off the shore of Grand Portage. He had been missing since June 20th. According to the BCA, dive teams located the remains last Thursday and Friday. The Midwest Medical Examiner's Office ruled the cause of death was homicidal violence. A criminal complaint says Balsimo's body was found in two five-gallon buckets and a tote in Lake Superior. It also states the remains had what appeared to be bullet holes in the torso. The Cook County Attorney's Office has charged Robert Thomas West of Duluth with aiding an offender and interfering with a dead body for his role in Balsimo's death. Additional charges are expected at a later time. West admitted to officers he came up with the plan for disposing of Balsimo's body, helped dismember him, according to the complaint. BCA said the investigation remains active, but officials don't think there's any ongoing threat to public safety. Does this have anything to do with the similar case earlier this year in Minneapolis? Minneapolis. They are not saying that it does, so uh, I, I don't know. It it's, sounds like it was a drug thing, though. The, the case in Minneapolis seems like it might have been pulled by somebody a little smarter. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. These, these clowns up here on the North Shore... Don't they kind of remind you of the bad guys in the original Fargo movie? Mm-hmm. Ready, willing, and able to do really, really bad things, but just incredibly stupid. Mm-hmm. Why is that Minneapolis story dropped off the face of the earth, I wonder? Because who wants to touch it? Yeah. We didn't. <laughs> nope. Nope. Message Heavy is being sm- sent there. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it was received yes. by the four of us. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Heavy smoke from wildfires in Canada will adversely affect the air quality in northern Minnesota through Wednesday morning. Northerly winds behind a front moving into the northern parts of the state will carry the smoke with it, according to the Minnesota Pollution Control Agency. The air quality alert issued for most of northern Minnesota, including Hibbing, International Falls, Bemidji, East Grand Forks, Leech Lake, and Red Lake. Fine particle levels will be at a level that is considered unhealthy for sensitive groups. The smoke will remain until Wednesday morning when southerly winds push the smoke northward out of the state. Looked pretty cool yesterday afternoon, didn't it? Yeah. Very 
Very Get that hazy. orange sun. The sunsets yeah. are really, yeah. really pretty. Yeah, really nice. Yep. And elk tough to breathe, been... but other than that, they oh, look really nice. Well, wear your mask. <laughs> I can't shut breathe, up. But... <laughs> An elk riverman has been sentenced to jail for recording women and girls undressing in the fitting room of a Mall of America store. 42-year-old Trevor Nielsen was also accused of similar acts at swimming pools, parks, and Elk River High School. Nielsen's sentence of 90 days in jail comes after he pleaded guilty to interference with the privacy of a minor, which is a felony. As part of the plea deal, Judge Martha Holton Dimmick agreed to stay a three-year prison term. In September 2019, an employee at the mall's Forever 21 store noticed a man had been in the fitting room for an unusually long period. The employee thought she had seen him at the store before and had discovered a video camera hidden in a dressing room. Police got there, found on him his cell phone, a roll of double-sided tape, and strips of cut tape, according to the criminal complaint. Officers confiscated his electronic devices, found images of naked, uh, naked and partially clad females. Police found other videos from a camera that had been attached to Nielsen's shoe or lower pant leg, used to record video of women trying on clothing. Officers also found videos in his possession of students at Elk River High School and of teenage girls at pools and parks, according to the complaint. A crane operator from Florida who breached the U.S. Senate chamber carrying a Trump campaign flag was sentenced Monday to eight months behind bars, the first punishment handed down for a felony charge in the January 6th Capitol riot and one that could help determine the severity of other sentences in hundreds of pending cases. In pronouncing the sentence on Paul Allard Hodgkins, U.S. District Judge Randolph Moss said the 38-year-old had played a role, if not as significant as others, in one of the worst episodes in American history. Thousands of rioters loyal to then-President Trump stormed the Capitol, of course, and disrupted the certification of Joe Biden's election win. The judge said this was not by any stretch of the imagination a protest. It was an assault on democracy. Hodgkins was disappointed a prison term was imposed, his lawyer Patrick LaRue said in a phone interview. He said Hodgkins was heading back to his hometown of Tampa to organize his affairs. He said, quote, he's hurt, he's sad, life is coming at him 100 miles an hour. That's too bad. That's a shame. More than 500 people have been charged so far for their participation in the attack. Did you guys, uh, sorry, sorry, John, Uh, Tom Brady, and the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Joe, mm-hmm. went to the... Were you going to bring this up, John? No, I wasn't. Uh, they went to the White House today. Okay. Uh, to accept, you know, hey, come yeah, on, we'll sure. celebrate you guys. And uh, Tom Brady said, um, <clears throat> not a lot of people think we could have won. In fact, I think about 40% of the people still don't think we won. President Biden said, yeah, I get that. Okay. No. <laughs> I mean, whether you... I thought, that was a pretty, humor. I thought that was a pretty good line. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty funny. Uh, Meanwhile, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy has made his selection of five Republicans to join the select committee that's investigating January 6th. Republican representatives Jim Banks of Indiana, Jim Jordan of Ohio, Rodney Davis of Illinois, Kelly Armstrong of North Dakota, and freshman Troy Nails of Texas have been selected by McCarthy. Uh, When asked how he arrived at his selections, McCarthy said he carefully chose a mix of members who represent a wide swath of views inside the GOP. Of the Republicans McCarthy has put forth for the committee, Banks, Jordan, and Nails were among the House Republicans who voted to overturn the 2020 presidential results in Arizona and Pennsylvania. Uh, Nancy Pelosi's office told CNN on Monday evening they just learned of the names. Pelosi can block members from being on the committee. Did you guys see Dan Crenshaw's tweet? I did not. Um, Uh -uh. 
Imagine if 50 GOP state reps skipped work, drank beer on a private jet while ignoring federal mask mandates, held a press conference to spread flagrant, flagrant lies that have been debunked, and then infected the Speaker's office and White House with COVID. Mm-hmm. Just imagine. Just imagine. And he's 100% correct. COVID's rearing its head again, isn't it? The variant. It oh, is. the lockdowns are coming again. I'm afraid you're right. And people are going to go nuts. <laughs> I'm, they, they will. They will Mask revolt. mandates will return. <clears throat> I bet. What, what percent would you, just here locally, what percent do you think will abide by the new lockdown rules if, in fact, they are put in place? I, I don't. I think I should amend my statement. Uh, I think it will be floated that they should be put back in place, but probably will not be. I think that's fair. I would bet 25% are Mm going to abide by it, Mm -hmm. if that. There's still a whole lot of people, the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, that are by themselves either walking or riding a bike or in a car that are wearing a mask. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of COVID, the Olympic Games could still be called off as Tokyo faces a triple health threat. As games-linked COVID cases continue to rise in a city rising with indignation at the Olympics taking place in the first place, Tokyo 2020 Chief Toshiro Muto said he was prepared to discuss a last-minute cancellation. Now, there have already been some things going on. The first events of the games taking place overnight uh, with uh, soccer in action. Uh, Muto said, we can't predict what will happen with the number of coronavirus care, uh, cases, so we will continue discussions if there is a spike. We have agreed that based on the coronavirus situation, we will convene five-party talks again. At this point, the cases may rise or fall, so we will think about what we should do when that situa- uh, situation arises. I have an uh, obscure musician death. Uh, this fella, if you grew up reading liner notes on albums, if you're a complete geek like me, you know his name well. Uh, if not, you probably don't. His name, Byron Berline. He don't know him. Blue, acclaim, you've heard him a ton, as you'll hear in just a minute. Acclaimed bluegrass fiddle player who expanded the vocabulary of the instrument while also establishing it as an integral part of country rock on recordings with Bob Dylan, the Rolling Stones, Graham Parsons, the Flying Burrito Brothers, and others. Died over the weekend in Oklahoma City. He was 77. Uh, he first distinguished himself as a recording artist when he was 21 years old on an album, Pickin' and Fiddlin', an album of old-time fiddle tunes. Later in the decade, his uh, lyrical phrasing was heard on pioneering recordings by the Flying Burrito Brothers, Dillard and Clark. Uh, he also recorded with Elton John, Rod Stewart, and Lucinda Williams. It was Graham Parsons who recommended Berline for what would become his most famous session appearance, the freewheeling fiddle part he played to Country Hog. That's the Rolling Stones' down-home take on their 1969 pop smash, Honky Tonk Women. Hmm. Recorded in Los Angeles, the song ended up on the album Let It Bleed, the group's landmark album, released that December. He also performed on Bob Dylan's Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid soundtrack, also sang on that one. He uh, sang background vocals on Knocking on Heaven's Door. Do guys like that get royalty checks? Uh, depends. They, he probably just got paid for the sessions yeah. at the time, yeah. I'm guessing. So, he, yeah, what? he continued to record with tons of people. Yeah. What got him, John? Uh, he was 77. His nephew just said, uh, he passed away. He had had, uh, three or four strokes. I can't remember, uh, prior to that, uh, prior to his death. So. You mean you call that uh, mailbox money? Yeah. You, you get, get the mail- mailbox money. <laughs> Remember uh, the uh, fireworks in L.A. that exploded? Yes. Yeah. Well, apparently uh, it was the police uh, who underestimated what they were dealing with. 
Uh, that explosion a couple weeks ago injured 17 people in a South L.A. neighborhood. Miscalculation disclosed at a news conference yesterday is the first major revelation from the investigation into the cause of the blast. That blast devastated an entire block after police discovered more than 32,000 pounds of illegal fireworks at a home on 27th Street. That included 280 M80s, 40 soda can-sized devices. They're all deemed too dangerous to transport, so they were put in an armored truck for a controlled detonation. Police thought they had about 16 and a half pounds of stuff, but they later figured out it was 42 pounds. The miscalculation could have resulted because bomb squad officers following safety protocols to limit the handling of the devices were unable to use a scale to weigh them. Uh, The explosion sent 10 LAPD officers, one ATF officer, and six civilians to the hospital, 13 businesses, 22 residential properties, and 37 vehicles were destroyed by that explosion. Well, at the beginning, you said 30,000 pounds were found in the house, you said? I did. 32,000 pounds of illegal fireworks, yes. Right, but they only put how many pounds in the armored vehicle? 42 pounds. They put the big stuff in, if I remember the original story. Oh, okay. Uh, The guy who owned all this was a a fellow who was 27, Arturo Seja. He was arrested and charged with illegally transporting tons of explosives. Prosecutors allege that the devices were purchased from a dealer in, boy, in every radio person knows uh, this town, he bought them in Pahrump, Nevada. Well, Pahrump. Yeah. Remember Pahrump? Mm-hmm. Home of Art Pahrumpf. Bell. Pahrump. No, I, I guess I didn't know. Pahrump and Pahrump. explanation. I did, yeah, I did not Bell, know. Uh, that that was the home of Art Bell. The menu at Taco Bell might be a bit limited these days. With the quick service restaurant chain warning customers, it might not be able to fulfill their current appetite hankerings. In an apology offered in an orange banner atop its website, Taco Bell declared, Sorry if we can't feed your current crave. Due to national ingredient shortages and delivery delays, we might be out of some items. Those who frequent Taco Bell turned to social media to share their disappointment. A multitude of complaints on social media pointed to a lack of beef, chicken, hot sauce, and 10-inch tortillas. They closed. They out of meat. Out of meat. (laughs) We closed out of meat. We out of meat. M-E-E-T. They are not alone, by the way. Restaurants uh, have for a couple of months now uh, said supplies have been tight and there are labor shortages. Uh, Hotels, meat processors, and the trucking industry also hindered by a lack of workers. Such, what's your favorite uh, entree at the Bell? (laughs) When you make a run for the border. I've never been to one. You've never been to the Bell? Not that I'm aware of. You didn't make a run for the border? I didn't a make a Chiquita, run for the border. Chalupa, Taco, Stacco. Oh, no. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Burrito? It's the only fast food food I will eat. I love Taco really? Bell. Really? I love it. Oh, yeah. Really? I won't eat any of the burger places. I don't eat any I, I like Such. I, I don't think I've ever been to one. you got to get really? the party pack, Kenny. You get 10 I tacos to, and a giant ten? tray that you get to carry like it's a piece of luggage. Wow. It's fantastic. You used to be a Taco John's guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like Taco John's. Six pack too. and a pound. But the only time I eat tacos out is when uh, we're at the fair at that, what is it, the Mexican hat? Oh, yeah, that Mexican place is hat. awesome. I yep. love that. Yeah. Yep. Right beside yeah. us there. Yep. It's too messy. They're too messy. You ended up with stuff all over you. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. is true. Yeah. Okay. And I'm not uh, very <laughs> neat. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I don't. You're a messy eater. I, I end up with the soup stains, you know. <laughs> 
I could, you know, I could relate to that with stuff like ribs. I've never understood that they were good enough to get as messy as you do. Right. So I, I agree. I agree I with the ribs. Yeah. And I mocked if I use a fork and scrape it off the bone. Yeah. I get, <laughs> of course get you mocked are. for that. So, of course, Such is the guy who shows up for work with toothpaste all over the front of his shirt. <laughs> That's right. happened. That's happened. That's right. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of restaurants, when stay-at-home orders forced a lot of businesses to shut their doors in the spring of 2020 and left workers in a lurch, many customers stepped up and tipped generously. I did. I don't know about you guys, I but too. I suddenly yeah. started yep. tipping enormously. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, a lot of patrons started tipping restaurant staff, even when they picked up their own takeout, which had been uncommon before the pandemic. Uh, yep. But now that pandemic restrictions have begun to fall away, people are reverting to their pre-pandemic tipping patterns which are often inconsistent and, well, maybe not as generous. In fact, tipping patterns in June 2021 were almost identical to what they were in 2019, according to a new survey from Bankrate. In some categories, like restaurants and food delivery, the percentage of people who always tip their servers actually decreased by a few points. Uh, The fellows who run it said even at sit-down restaurants where I think tipping should be basically universal, only 75% of people tip all the time. Only 59% of people always tip their food delivery driver, down from 63 pre-pandemic, and just 23 tip at coffee shops versus 24 who did so in 2019. I cannot successfully consume food in a car. It just, it's just, uh, it ends up on the windshield and on the rearview mirror and between the seats and little hunks of lettuce are floating around. I just, I envy the people who can who are neat that way they can handle a meal in a car on the road you stop at subway you get a sandwich Mm -hmm. and they figure out some way to not have it be everywhere how about the uh how about the cp's car is that a nice neat uh really clean uh vehicle no, because she hauls a lot of kids around. Sure. You know, you got crackers all you over got the joint. More food. You could live in there. <laughs> one, one of my deals is the uh, Arby's big roast beef. And uh, one day I thought, you know what? I got to have the cheese on this, not realizing that it was liquid cheese. Oh, no. yeah. And, uh, that's tough. I, I took one bite of that, and it, I mean, every window in the vehicle oh, had yeah. cheese on it. It <laughs> just went. <laughs> Everywhere. Yeah. Took me a day and a half to get it out of my beard. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh never, mind the, never mind the vehicle. Nah, that can stay. Yeah, there. we don't care about I might that. eat that later. <laughs> uh, I have a question about this story. What good does this do anyone? Mm-hmm. What may be Michelangelo's thumbprint has been found on a small wax statue that he created 500 years ago. All right. So what? I agree. So what? It's like going to space. <laughs> Museum experts at London's Victorian Albert Museum found the mark pressed into the dark red figurine, which was a sketch for a larger unfinished marble sculpture. Uh, Called a slave, the figurine depicted a naked figure with an arm across its face. It was part of the Renaissance master's preparations for Pope Julius II's elaborate tomb in Rome. Michelangelo destroyed many of his preparations preparatory works is that right preparatory Mm -hmm. works the proposed statue was just one of over 40 life-sized figures planned for the pope's tomb although plans were later greatly reduced the sketch model is believed to have been created between 1515 and 1519 um Uh, what was the uh charlton heston michelangelo movie um i don't know heston hold on who's the guy that chopped his ear off that's da Vinci. Da Vinci. Oh. 
That's uh, Van Gogh. No, that's Van Gogh. Van Gogh, is it? Yeah. The Agony and the uh, Ecstasy. Ecstasy, yeah. 65 movie where, of course, like usual, uh, Heston blurts his lines out. What? (laughs) Yes. Damn monkeys. (laughs) (laughs) We will now, by the way, get many emails saying it's pronounced Van Gogh, not Van Gogh. But I like Gogh. It's pronounced Bezos. Well, I don't know. I think it's pretty... (laughs) I think it's pretty cool that there's a thumbprint on there. I, you really? Know, it, it's, it's not a big deal. Oh, yeah, if you were a fan, neat. I guess if you were a fan, you'd Did he leave it as his, was that his mark? I don't no. think so. I think it just no, happened to be it there. It was just mm. on there, and, and he usually yeah. destroyed these things uh, once he made the final product. Hmm. Well, if, if it had DNA and you could bring them back to life, then it'd be cool. Just well, a thumbprint. God, don't be so cynical. If it was Eric Clapton's thumbprint, you'd be all over it. <laughs> licking he's still, it. He's still alive, Kenny. Well, hey, uh, <laughs> not musically, he's not. <laughs> His story from last week, uh, we missed this one. Uh, uh, it needs some explanation also. A naked California woman was rescued after she got wedged between the concrete walls of two buildings, according to authorities oh. in Orange County. The woman was discovered around 2 in the afternoon in the 1020 block of North Harbor Boulevard in Santa Ana. Workers at the nearby S&C Auto Body Shop told KTLA that they had heard the woman yelling for help, but they were unable to figure out where she was, and they called police for help. One of the employees said, we called the cops. The cops came in and got on the roof and looked between the two walls, oh and there God. she was, naked in pain. She was, was, she a, uh, was she a uh, oh big God. girl? Oh, my God. She actually uh, wasn't from the photo I saw. Uh, She was also upside down between the two buildings. Oh, that's a hell of a view. The woman (laughs) was... Come here, Arnie. Look at this. Look at what's down here. It's right there. What do you you make of that? Is that a bat cave? What do we got here? Oh, my God. The woman was stuck in a space. This makes me very anxious. Less than a foot wide. No, no, no. According no, to fire no. officials. Uh, you know, this Ugh. is going to be, I know you're not done with the story, but this is really yeah. going to be a test of reporting as what it used to be. Yeah, yeah. This you're was California, why, John? Right? I want to know this why she was there Orange and why County. she was disrobed. Uh, well, according to uh, Captain Thang Huen, she's wedged in there and we can't physically get Uh, in there and we can't crawl out that's what they told fox 11 at the time firefighters were unable to reach the woman had to perform a technical rescue that required cutting open the concrete wall Hmm. they worked for over two hours before they finally pulled the woman through the space that firefighters cut in the wall it was not immediately clear whether the woman had suffered any injury she was taken to a hospital for evaluation fire officials did not immediately say how the woman got stuck or why she was naked when told KTLA, that will remain, I think, a mystery to all of us. No, right here. No, 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 that's unacceptable. Right. No, that's no. unacceptable. Well, huh. I, I, that's what the no, it's your fault, the fire, John. The fire department said that I didn't. The captain but from the fire. The department reporter has said, to know? say, "Look, sir, the whole point of uh, us covering this is to understand why this woman would find herself in such a position." There's would no, there's no that? reason to do the story otherwise. Would it kill you to make some stuff up, John? Jeez. Apparently the woman was... uh, Well, this is what I find funny. I I, I looked this up, and the only image I saw, I can corroborate what John said. She doesn't appear to be a a big girl, uh, but she is blurred out because she's obviously naked. But apparently this also happened on December 7th of 2013, where a California woman, also fully clothed, 
fell between two buildings. Okay. They got a problem out there. Okay, my point is, on this most recent story that you just did, John, that's not a story. Yes. Without that information, well, that's, it's, that it's story a, should never even been released. It, it's a story of our brave fire department rescuing a woman. That's what it's a story of. No, How's that? it's it's the equivalent of uh, Bezos got in a rocket today. The end. Yeah. I, I mean, what? Hello? And it, I agree. That's not a story. The firefighter in this particular story, John, said that the gap was only eight inches wide. Oh, in the 13th which, story? Which, no, 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 in this which, most recent one that Chris, John was reading. Uh, which gap, Chris? No, no. Hold on, I'm going to give him that one. That one's pretty good. Did uh, Chris, nope. is there, uh, maybe you have a more current story. Is there a follow-up? As, did they come up with any reason that she was there? Or? No. Get, get me out of trouble, will you? Well, I can't come up with a reason. Well, she no, was I, obviously well, under the influence if she's completely naked. And Two she... o'clock in the afternoon? Joe, people are bombed <laughs> yeah. all the time. You yeah. can't drink John, all day. Uh, yeah, no, nothing good happens at two in the afternoon. Yeah. Joe. You have any more, John, or is that it? I do. I got that was some weak. more. Would you like You want some? <laughs> yeah. That was weak. How about, uh, let's see, let's go, uh, this seems tough to enforce. The New Mexico Supreme Court is ruling that gas stations might be liable if they sell fuel to intoxicated drivers. Hmm. How, how is that possible? I mean, you're not even out there if they're using a card. Well, right? I, in my case, I, I have pay inside privileges at two stations, so I have to be careful. According to a news release, the court's majority concluded the legal doctrine of negligent entrustment applied to the sale of gasoline, creating a duty of care for vendors to refrain from supplying fuel to drunken drivers because of the risk of harmful driving while intoxicated. The decision comes in response from the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Tenth Circuit to resolve a question of state law concerning the potential liability of a McKinley County retailer that did sell gasoline in 2011 to an intoxicated driver who got into an accident. You know where you can work and never fall between two buildings and need rescuing? Where's that? Center Point of Mendota Heights Commercial Office Park. There we go. An eight-building campus in a park-like setting with trees and walking trails and bike trails and great lunch spots. And I've been there. There's no place to fall and get wedged in and have to call a Mendota Heights Fire Department. Even if you're naked? That's right. Mm. That's right. And this would be your own building with your own free parking, and there's no elevator weights, and it's convenient to... Highways 55, 62, 494, 35E, close to the airport in both downtowns. But it's you and your employees working where it's easier to work, more peaceful to work, less hassles. You're not fighting downtown uh, construction projects and elevator weights and restroom weights and the whole deal. You're you're in your own campus. Uh, Each space is customizable, so you get exactly what you want. Uh, For more info, visit Escape to Mendota.com, John. John, your mic's still off. Why did he turn his what mic is? off? I don't know. Yeah. I, I turned it off because I was typing, trying oh. to find a reason the woman was stuck between the buildings, ah. but there's, there's no follow-up stories. No. There are Re- all these reporting isn't what it used to be. Jewel Jones update from Michigan. There's no follow-up. He's the legislator who uh, yeah. was caught uh, in unfortunate circumstances and told the coppers that I'm the guy who uh, makes creates y'all, your, Makes y'all's budget. Yeah, I, I do your budget. Well, there's been no follow-up on that either. Well, I gave you a follow-up last week, remember? That's right. That's right. That now he's going to trial. That's right. The judge, the judge said, yes, this will go to trial. Yeah. So, yeah. 
A bicyclist attacked by a roughly nine-foot-long alligator at a park in Stewart, Florida on Monday. The unidentified man was... Uh, he was very unlucky or a very bad bike rider. He was riding his bike on a trail at Halpatioki Regional Park about 11 in the morning when he lost control and fell six feet down an embankment into a body of water. Nope. nope. Look out. Nope. He landed very close to a female alligator who was near her nest. After he fell, the gator bit the man, severely injuring him. The cyclist was able to break free, then crawled to an area where he was assisted by a bystander, according to the sheriff's office. Rescue workers secured the scene and drove the man more than a mile to a medical helicopter, airlifted to a medical center in Fort Pierce. He will be okay, but he is being treated, they said, for traumatic injuries. Trapper John Davidson was able to locate and trap the gator following the attack. Come on. Trapper John, really? That's fantastic. <laughs> Trapper John Davidson. Wonder if you need a uh, wonder if you need rabies shots if you get bit by an alligator. I think that's probably the least of your worries. I was going to say I I probably wouldn't. uh, Okay, just wondering. And Boy, a you guys wild deadbeats. What do you mean? Hey, now. I thought it was a good question. Well, oh. ask a better question. All Maybe right. it will come to life. All right. <laughs> if, I wa- if, if I wasn't reading news, Joe, I'd look it up, but, you know. No, you don't have to. <laughs> a wild brawl erupted on a Frontier Airlines flight from Philadelphia after one passenger reportedly complained to another that he was taking too long to remove his luggage from the overhead bin. Why are people so angry on airplanes Boy, lately? It's just terrible. I just don't even want to fly. Well, that's exactly uh, it, why I it's, drive. It's, it's you people back in steerage. It, it's not us folks up in first class. We're well-behaved and civil. Oh. Jeez. <laughs> it's you dirtballs back in uh, steerage wearing your sweatpants and jammies. It's stories like this, though, <laughs> that really make me want to listen to a guy do a podcast about tales from the airport. I Swear to God, I think we should. No. He won't do it. No, well, we require too much work. <laughs> <laughs> the incident happened around 9.30 Sunday night as passengers were disembarking the plane at Miami International. Kiera Pierre-Lewis was a witness. Uh, by the way, she's a hip-hop artist that goes by the name of Millie Miami. Uh, her quote is, you can see the white man on top of the black passenger just beating him between the seats. Flight attendant got involved. Everyone started to get involved, and everybody started to get beat. Jeez. Lewis told, wow. Lewis told w- Donnie Brook. Uh-huh. She told WPLG that one passenger on the plane took issue with how long another in front of him was taking to remove his bags. That passenger turned around, used a racial slur, and punched him. Her account uh, is on video, and video of the incident posted contains graphic language, shows the two men fighting with each other as voices come over the plane's loudspeaker, urging them to break it up. As a child can be heard crying, the white passenger appears to be telling the black passenger repeatedly, don't talk bleep. The white passenger is then led away as other passengers start shouting toward the front of the plane. The footage ends with passengers walking off the plane after the two men get off. Miami-Dade police told WPLG the black passenger involved in the brawl decided he would not press any charges. Thank you, sir. Mm -hmm. This is Ricey for the Canopy Group. As you set out to explore Minnesota this summer, think about this. There are 234 cities in Minnesota with populations over 2,500. The Canopy Group has clients in all but seven of those. Why is this fact important? 
because the Canopy Group's experience in all of these Minnesota cities gives them a unique edge in getting you the best home and auto insurance coverage at the best price. Remember, the Canopy Group offers 15 insurance companies for a reason, to match your specific situation, including zip code, with the best insurance company for you. This is done every year because your situation may change. It is also true that the insurance company's appetites might change as well. This experience working throughout Minnesota provides thousands of Canopy Group clients the peace of mind knowing the Canopy Group is working for them. Please visit thecanopygroup.com. University of Garage Logic, 98, College of Self-Esteem, Zip, Nada, Nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. Very exciting event announcement, and it's the first annual Moon Motorsports Heritage and Vintage Motorcycle Show brought to you in partnership with VJMC Minnesota. And a big emphasis on heritage. What is heritage? I'm going to tell you right now. It's a motorcycle that's designed with a retro look and retro styling but with all the modern technology and performance of a brand new bike, just about every manufacturer making them these days, you even see it with cars and automobiles. Ford Bronco, a good example. What was old, brand new again. Triumph, they do a bunch of these. Uh, who doesn't love the Bonnevilles? I think, Such, you actually had one. Yep, I did. Uh, yeah, BMW, they just released a really interesting R18 Heritage Muscle Cruiser. Huge. 1800 cc massive boxster heads uh, it looks like it's right out of a 1940s motorcycle hot rod magazine and you can even ride these new r18s at this moon event there's going to be a truckload of them for a demo ride it's july 31st moon motorsports up in monticello south side of 94 just a half a jump west of 25. meanwhile you can check out all the bikes sleds atvs and side-by-sides at moonmotorsports.com uh, Joe, not sure if this is Americana, a ray of hope, or a little of both. At one of our restaurants today, two of our 15-year-old dishwashers, as per their habit, bellied up to the bar and ordered sodas. A patron swung his arm while talking and sent his beer glass flying. One of the boys promptly got up and returned with a broom and dustpan and cleaned it up with no one asking him to do so. Put it all in the back and sat back down in his seat, sipped his soda, and continued BSing with his buddy, Pushing back by the day, Scott Matura out in Montana. Here's today's ray of hope. See, I think Matura has an unfair advantage in the Americana department. Given where he lives, he lives in he lives in Americana. Right. He's yeah. always coming I, uh, up with something great. I have an Americana thing that involves me, yeah. if I may. Yeah. Uh, last and two people rode by on bikes and complimented us. Dylan and I stood out in front of the house and played catch for about a half an hour last night. Really. And two people, uh, older fellow, drove by and said, oh, I wish I'd see this more often. Yeah. Kept going on his bike. And, How sore is your arm today? Uh, it's okay. We've, we've played about <laughs> half a dozen times nice. this summer. So. Do you play oh, catch or do you have a catch? Both, I we, think, are we, acceptable. Uh, I always say play catch. Yeah, me too. It's play catch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, have a catch is the great line from Field of Dreams. Right. Field of Dreams. Hey, yeah. Dad, you want to have a catch? Have we saved the bird flu update theme? <laughs> oh, I wonder. I don't know. Uh, Jordy notes that a deadly mystery illness is prompting a warning to remove bird feeders and bird baths. 
bird flu coming. Hope you saved the bird flu update theme. I don't think we have, but I don't think the... the uh, I hear the bird flu coming. That's There's what it was, wasn't it? Hold on. Hold yeah, on. yeah. There we go. I don't think we can play this. I hear the bird flu coming. It's rolling around the bay. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when I'm stuck in bird flu. That time keeps Quite the artistic work there, wasn't it? <laughs> it's just pathetic. It's just pathetic. terrible. Great. Now I'm going to be on a Johnny Cash kick all afternoon. Thanks. Only. (laughs) Only because they come to us from the traveling Tom Lyman there and still in Henderson, Nevada. It's on this day in Minnesota history. In 1934, two people are killed and 67 are injured in a clash between strikers and police during a trucker's strike in Minneapolis. After federal mediation fails, Governor Floyd B. Olson declared the city under martial law and the National Guard took control of the city's streets. In 1940 on this day, Minneapolis held its first ever Aquatennial, a festival celebrating Minnesota's summers. Are they not calling it that anymore? Uh, there is an Aquatennial this summer, but it's very scaled back is what I've understood. Well, I, I saw something on the news where they were showing... Um, milk carton boat races but they weren't calling it the aquatennial it was like some water fest or some dumb thing like that i've always just assumed that the aquatennial was a response to the success of the winter carnival which back in that era was huge guys huge huge it's always (laughs) about saint paul it uh, there is an aquatennial it starts tomorrow and it's called the aquatennial okay good good how big i mean do you have a list of events john I got fireworks. Okay. Uh, yeah. Carjackings. Uh, we're going to have a blood drive. Uh, probably a couple shootings. Yeah, parade. Um, not not a whole lot. Uh, you know this EcoFund back to school sale? I'm throwing that away. Yeah, no. yeah I think I'm that's a good okay. idea. Good, good idea. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I did, uh, by the way, save the ad and just sent it to Tim, knowing he'd get a kick out of it. I hope so. Yeah. (laughs) Tim's one of the guys. I hope so. He's one of the guys. All right. Thank you, GLers. Thank you, GLers. Please do us a favor and subscribe to the Garage Logic YouTube channel, where maybe the EcoFun ad will be our highlight of the day. (laughs) But uh, no, thank you to the thousands of you that have already done so. And please don't forget to download the. Pod MN app for your Apple or Android. Yeah, Apple device. There you go. Sure, do that. Why not? And then uh, you can also uh, win fantastic Garage Logic prizes just by listening to GL through the Pod MN app. And then we'll, uh, yeah, we'll catch you tomorrow. I'm done talking. It is that time once again here in Garage Logic where we pick up that phone and we make that call to Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold, who's on the line with us right now. GLers, do yourself a favor and get in touch with Mr. Money Talk today for that free 48-minute financial consultation. And you do so, just like I did, by calling 952-925-5608. Once again, that phone number is 952-925-5608. You call that number, you get Josh. And you also get straight talk and you never get sugar-coated advice. And Josh, 
Josh, I guess today I just have a simple question for you. How many worries can you possibly think about? What, me worry? Yes, you. You remember that. Alfred E. Newman. You're not that old, but you can ask Joe or Pat about that. They probably read Mad Magazine and saw that freckled-faced kid on the cover. What, me worry? There are some concerns, and I've expressed some of my concerns to you for the past year plus. Probably have always expressed my concerns. Yesterday's worries. Oh, my goodness. COVID. COVID. And the COVID variant is coming back, and it's coming back in full force. Why, there's even several people and advisors to uh, the president and governors, a guy named Andy Slavitt among, among them, calling for shutdown. We need to shut down for the next six weeks in order to eradicate the COVID Delta variant. The economy is shut down here in the United States. Indeed, the Tokyo Olympics organizers are considering a last-minute cancellation of the Olympics due to concerns about COVID and the COVID variant. We've got to talk a little science here. The science, as shown, didn't make any difference for those states, at least in the United States, that shut down versus those states that did shut down in terms of number of cases is unfortunate is the economic hurt that was inflicted on small businesses and employees. I'm imagining it affected a lot of students across the country. The market sold off yesterday. I think some of that sell-off also had might have more to do with the economic policy that current administration wants to push through. More spending, the nation misdirected spending, that's funded by higher taxes on individuals and corporations. Even Janet Yellen, who should know better in terms of capital formation, is calling for a global minimum tax and more regulation industries across the board. That was specified in the latest executive order coming from President Biden. What is said by the politicians, you still have to get these things passed, and I think that's still a ways away. I think many people, and particularly in the business community, are starting to wake up. They might have voted for the wrong person, or maybe they voted for the right person and ended up with policies that came from people that they would never have supported. We could call this current administration anti-capitalist more than anything else. Today, which is Tuesday, the market is, is on a little bit of a rebound. Uh, turnaround uh, Tuesday, that came off the backs of some, I'll say, the best earnings report that IBM had in three years. Plus, a little company called Crown Holdings, formerly known as Crown Cork and Feel, manufactures packaging products and packaging products particularly for the beverage industry. They crushed the numbers. So you can crush their steel cans. Crown Cork crushed the numbers on better beverage sales. We saw that last week with Pepsi-Cola. I imagine we could see that tomorrow with Coca-Cola as well. So pay attention to these packaging companies as they, they report. J.B. Hunt, J.B.H.T. report better than expected numbers. They are involved in shipping freight, positive numbers. So those three different sectors of the economy show that things are working better than the market expects. Do expect as earnings come in, and we're in you know, a lot of earnings calls this week and next week, that companies in their guidance will use the COVID excuse. Their forward of guidance being very cautious, and that caution, despite what I believe will be positive numbers, could have an adverse effect on stock price after they report, and that would give you an opportunity to put some of the cash that you should have aside to work. Very good report, Mr. Money Talk. GLers pick up that phone and make that call today for that free 48-minute financial consultation by calling 952 952- 
925-5608. You also get straight talk and you never get sugar-coated advice with Josh. As always, Mr. Money Talk, thank you so much for the time and the chat, and we will talk again tomorrow. Okay. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk.